Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 140 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm supposed to be Sarah, <laughs> but I haven't actually been able to record with my friends in a very long time. So you don't feel like a Sarah? I feel like <laughs> I'm ready for us to all be on one internet again recording. Uh, I'm ready to see faces with the microphones that are in front of me. They look very sad. Yeah. Can you like draw yeah. pictures of us and just tape it to the back of the chair? <laughs> now I'm going to. Know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> we should make fat of each other so when we're not together yes. we can look at them or have them in the seats. Oh, Tiffany can look at ours. So great. I need that. <laughs> so this episode is sponsored by Liz Goddard. Thank you, Liz. Thanks, Thank Liz. you. Thank you. Today we will be discussing the first half of chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Detention with Dolores. Mm. And then I added this little tidbit in. It didn't slip past me that chapter 13 is also the first detention episode with Dolores. So I went and looked up what the number 13 means. So <laughs> the biblical and prophetic meaning of the number 13 is associated with Jesus's suffering. So according to the Bible, the number 13 can be seen as a number of rebellion. Actually, the first appearance of this number in the Bible is associated with rebellion. And we see it in Genesis chapter 14, verse 4. And that is from angelnumber.org. Isn't that interesting? The I suffering guess. part, at least. Yeah, that goes along with, um, like, that one time we talked briefly of, like, Vinny comparing mm -hmm. it all to yeah, mm -hmm. religion and stuff. So that would be yep. cool to add in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to putz your way through the details. So before <laughs> we begin, Megan has Weekly Profit. I do. So... Probably by the time this comes out, most people know about this, but we're kind of ahead on recording with all of our free time. Maybe someone doesn't, Meg, and Maybe you're going to make doesn't. their day. Well, J.K. Rowling has released a section of WizardingWorld.com called Harry Potter at Home, which is pretty cool. So first of all, she lifted the um, copyright for the books for teachers and whatnot, which is neat in case there were teachers... <laughs> That were teaching her books, they could record mm -hmm. themselves reading it, or they could read it live. 
So that is cool. However, they also created a, a hub, kind of, on wizardingworld.com, and it has, like, quizzes and word searches, different illustrations. It tells you, like, it, you know, it has the sorting ceremony there for you to do. It also has little, um, like, how to draw sections. So, like, Ooh. one of them is how to draw oh, an alchemy. Cool. Yes, Sarah. Did they give us a search button? <laughs> no. Oh, I hear it. Let's for true. For true. No search. Still. I'm gonna sip literal tea on that. They also have a little crafting section though, which is kind of cool. They did just post one the other day on Instagram that was like a little broom ornament. Oh yeah. Um, I saw that. So that's cute. It was just like out of clay, I think. I but then that. they have more. Like they have a little scarf one, and then they have. They have, if you have the vans, um, they teach you how to, like, make your laces spell out, like, R for Ravenclaw and all of that kind of stuff. What? Yeah. Like, on your shoe? <laughs> yeah. That's Which is kind of cute. So, it's just, like, little craft things, little quizzes. Um, it just helps you, like, teach Potter at home, which is neat. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'll take it away with Tiffany. Katie! Tiffany! It's time for the re- 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 recap. Thanks, ma'am. <laughs> okay, last time, double potions. Oh, boy. Harry's favorite. And Snape must have really missed being mean to him over the summer because he gives Harry a very unfair zero, while everyone else who screwed up, just like Harry, got to turn something in. Sounds right. Divination isn't much better, and then Defense Against the Dark Arts really seals off a pretty awful Monday, or whatever actual calendar day this is, because we know that <laughs> that is never a real thing. Um, Harry ends up getting detention, but McGee, she's kind of maybe a little proud of him. I mean, he gets to eat, like, five biscuits, so. Biscuits are great. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. My back is hurting me today because I'm old now. What are you, um, 80? Almost. <laughs> 50 years and I'll be there. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so people are talking about Harry at dinner. Uh, and they're not even trying to hide it. So t- obviously that's annoying. And they decide to leave. They being Harry and his friends. Ron and Hermione. I don't know if you guys know this. Those, I didn't those are his friends. Um, and poor Ron, because they leave during dessert, and he's sad. So they head back to the common room, where you know that Harry's, like, desperate for them to basically, like, shut up. Because uh, he's like, can we just do our homework so you don't bicker anymore? Thanks. Um, <laughs> and then the twins are trying to test their product on some other students. Hermione's not pleased with it. But, you know, they're paying them, so it's like, what's the harm, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Hermione's also planting knitted hats quote, that's what she's calling them, they don't look like hats, under things so that the house elves will be picking them up whilst they're cleaning, unbeknownst to them. Uh, and they're all gone in the next morning, so look, it must be working. Totes. And it's another day of classes. Thankfully, there's no Snape or Umbridge, but unfortunately, there's no Hagrid either, which I just find rude. Just rude. It is rude. Um, and then Angelina is not 
pleased, to say the least, that Harry is missing the tryouts on Friday because he's got detention. Uh, and then Harry does ask Umbridge if he can skip it. And that's a hard no, dude. Like, that's not going to happen. But she gives him a special quill to write his lines with that, you know, you just have to do lines until you drain all your blood. Oh. Oh. All right. <laughs> you know she really who wants loved that, that quill? Sink in. Oh, wow. That's a great joke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are we ready to start this super pleasant chapter? Oh, yeah. It's going to be the best one yet. Mm -hmm. This chapter? Oh, yeah. Oh, guys, it's my favorite. Mm -hmm. I would say that the best has yet to come. Oh, that's a great song. And babe, won't it be fine? Um, I will say... I'm splitting a ton of these chapters. So when when I'm reading through them, so if you don't know how I do it, which I don't know if anybody really does, um, I skim the chapter and go through and I try to break it apart. And then however, like I kind of gauge how long each section is and then I'll split it. And this one is a doozy. I will say. And a lot of these chapters, I mean, we know it's the longest book out of all of um, them, but this, these chapters are so long. So Swishers, it's just more content for you. This is <laughs> Let's true. Let's be honest. We yeah. talk enough as it is, even in shorter chapters. So like, yeah, in order for you to listen to our episodes without it being like trying to load you <laughs> 30 hours of it. Uh, if 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 I were to be on the very like the smallest amount of time end for this chapter, it would have been us discussing it for four hours, and that's if we started on time, didn't mess around, and all of that, and that never happens. So right. uh, <laughs> that's why they're split. Anywho, let's get going. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. So dinner wasn't the usual pleasant affair that night. You know, dinner at Hogwarts is usually fantastic, but the news about his fight with Umbridge traveled really fast throughout the school, much like, you know, every other piece of gossip or news about Harry or anything at Hogwarts. Everything news travels fast. That's just the way it is. And I've also shortened Umbridge to um, because I don't want to write Umbridge every time. Um, so can, can you say it to like, um, yeah, no, I can do that. Okay. So there's whispers around him as he sat eating with his besties and the whispers were not really whispers though. It's almost like they were trying to get a rise out of him and get him to say something because of how he acted in um's class. (laughs) So people were saying, he says he saw Cedric Diggory murdered. He reckons he dueled with, you know, who come off it. Who does he think he's kidding? Perlees. Very, very nineties. Right. Oh my gosh. He thinks he's the chosen one. (laughs) But I am the chosen one. (laughs) Oh my god, I love that line. Um so it got his blood boiling. Like he doesn't understand. In his mind, after he came out of the maze over the summer, it was only two months ago, mind you, if you're thinking about this. He thought that everybody believed what he was saying. Yeah. He thought that everybody believed his story. 
He thought that everybody believed Dumbledore and Hermione has to set him straight with what's actually happening outside of what Harry was experiencing with Dumbledore because you have to think at the end of four, Harry's taken by Judy, Dumbledore follows after and all of that. They're all doing their own thing. But Mm -hmm. if you have to think about it, we're not thinking about what everybody in the Quidditch pitch or at the maze was dealing with, you know, they, uh, was Cedric still on the field with his family, you know, laying there, what's everybody saying? What was everybody experiencing? And stories start to form and everybody's confused. So it's like, we go with Harry and we think about what Harry's doing and everything that he's doing, but we don't think about what everybody else is doing. Right. Go for it. Uh, well too, like if you think about it, you know, a lot of those people probably don't know Harry at all. So like Harry's thinking, yeah, oh, I'm they, telling the oh, truth. They so know why? Him. Well, like he's thinking like, I'm telling the truth. So why wouldn't someone believe me? Because I'm being truthful and being honest. And this yes. is what happened. Absolutely. But like in real life, people lie all the time. Absolutely. Um, so they're thinking like, why should we believe him? Because we don't know if he's being honest or not. He could just be saying these things. And then with all, all the months of, the prophet coming out and saying all those things against him and against Dumbledore and having Dumbledore like sacked off of all of those things that he was doing, not teaching and or not uh, being headmaster at Hogwarts, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're thinking, well, you know, yes, the prophet's saying that, but he's like no longer on the wizard amount and he's no longer on this. So like, there must be some truth to like what they're saying that he's, they're both crazy basically. Well, and even going back to four, like you were saying, it was months of buildup with stories from Rita Skeeter about him. Yeah. And um, the things that he was doing and how he was unstable. And, you know, she always talked down about Dumbledore um, anyways. You know what I mean? Everything was starting to fall apart in year four, especially at the end and especially at the ministry with, you know, uh, Barty Crouch Sr. going missing and all of that. Like things were just starting to completely shatter. Mm hmm. So, yeah, and 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 Harry, you know, he's not thinking that, like you said, you know, it's literally true what he's saying. So why shouldn't people believe him? So all summer, he's like not thought about these things, especially because he wasn't even opening the Daily Prophet. He was just looking at the front page. So Hermione tells him that she doesn't think that people actually believed Harry and Dumbledore at the end of year four. So she suggests a change of location because talking in the Great Hall isn't ideal right now. Harry's mad. Everybody's being really rude for that matter. And Ron is sad about this because, you know, food. And uh, he had half a half-finished apple pie, but like a true friend, he went, he left the pie, and he followed them. Shout out to Ron. Should we Weaver. have... Yes. Should we have apple pie at our next gathering? Yes. yes. When we come together? Okay. We're going to have a feast, you guys. Next time we're together, we have to have a feast. I'm down. Have to. Have to. I'm down. How could we not? It's going to be a celebration. <sighs> I'm so excited for it already. A swish-abration. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, too, that like I think a lot of like people believing Harry or not believing Harry really has to do A with their age at the time that this happens because, Mm -hmm. again, younger students are going to be influenced by their parents and it really Mm -hmm. just depends on where their parents' loyalty lies. Do their parents have loyalty to Dumbledore or do they have loyalty to Fudge? I would imagine it's very much like government nowadays. 
you know, and you can you can say this about any person in power, president, prime minister, whatever you want to say, but like not everybody likes the president, not everybody likes the prime minister. So like right. how many people like or don't like fudge? Mhm. Because if they say it's like an election, there are plenty of people, I'm sure, who did not vote for him, so they're not necessarily going to be loyal to him, and they would in turn possibly be loyal to Dumbledore then instead. Well, I will say, I did not vote for the Prime Minister because I'm not allowed because I'm an American citizen. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, going off... Going off what you say, you know, not only is it going to affect, like, their age and how their parents are and everything, but your friend group as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... Depend- I don't know. I'm, like, I, I'm not the right person to ask because um, my parents never, like... Not that they didn't care what I believed in. They do, but, like, they never forced their beliefs on me. Um, but not everyone is the same way. So... And my friends, none of my friends either. Like, if I disagreed with them, like, we would have a discussion and, like, we could disagree and then we would move on and we're still friends. But not everyone is like that. Um, And that's something I'm grateful for in all of my relationships. Yeesh. So Harry inquires more about what she means. Like, what do you mean, like, people didn't believe me? She says, look. You don't understand what it was like after it happened, said Hermione quietly. You arrived back in the middle of the lawn, clutching Cedric's dead body. None of us saw what happened in the maze. We just had Dumbledore's word for it, that you-know-who had come back and killed Cedric and fought you. Which is the truth, Harry said loudly. I know it is, Harry, so will you please stop biting my head off, said Hermione wearily. It's just that before the truth could sink in, everyone went home for the summer where they spent two months reading about how you were a nutcase and Dumbledore's going senile. And I believe we already talked about all that. (laughs) So the rain is really coming down at this point, which we find out later in this chapter. Ron goes, and it's raining. He's just like super upset about the rain. (laughs) And we find out why a little later. Um, so they're going back to Gryffindor Tower, and Harry's first day seemed like it lasted a week. He still had a ton of homework that he had to do before he went to bed. But he has this dull, pounding pain over his right eye. Horcrux. And the grounds were still dark as he looked out the window, <laughs> meaning still no Hagrid. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that chapter, though, when he comes back. It's I such know. a... It's such a, like, it's a really sad chapter, but it's such a great story. Do you know what I mean? It's a tale. Yeah. Literally, it's called Hagrid's Tale. It's old but, like, time. It's going to be a it's long so episode. Good. Uh, it's probably going to be two. I mean, <laughs> we, should, we should dedicate an entire month to Hagrid, because he deserves it. I mean, you're not wrong. Hagrid month. <laughs> so you're going to disagree with me, and I was going to be like, this, over, this is over. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> I gave you my two weeks the other day anyway, so <laughs> we knew it was coming. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alana loves her little Hagrid. She takes care of him and gives him a bottle and puts him in her crib. Oh, because she knows. <laughs> she loves her Sasa and she loves Hagrid. Yes. Like so the password for the common room is Mimbulus Mibletonia. How convenient. Thank you. So the common room is almost empty. Nearly everyone was still down at dinner because they left early. And Crookshanks came over to meet them, purring loudly. And I said, that's a quality kitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The trio 
took their favorite chairs by the fire and Crookshanks leapt into Hermione's lap. But then all of a sudden Hermione like bursts out. How can Dumbledore have let this happen? And she cried that suddenly and it made Harry and Ron jump. Crookshanks leapt off of her and he looked affronted. (laughs) She pounded the arms of her chair in fury. And we really never see her like this. So you know that it's getting to her. Yeah. Yeah. So she hit this chair so hard that bits of the stuffing were leaking out of the holes. Like that's how mad she is. Oh, that stuff and fluff. She also says, how can he let that terrible woman teach us? And in our OWL year two. So this has clearly been on her mind. We know that education is so important to her. In her first year, it was more important than living. Right. (laughs) So she wants the best for herself. She wants the best for everybody else. But she feels like I... I, if I could go ahead and say what I think she feels, I think she feels cheated out of a year of defense against the dark arts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And like, and this is ed- the worst year for this to happen. Although she should have felt like that way year two, but you know, she was in love. Oh, wow. <laughs> she was blinded by the cute teacher, by the Lockhart. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and his dazzling smile just <sighs> ding. Five times winner of the Witch Weekly's Witch best Weekly. smile. Almost yeah. tries to charm and uh, smile. Whatever. Oh, oh god. <laughs> just spilled, but we're good. Keep it going. <laughs> um. <laughs> Harry brings up that the job's jinx. Like Hagrid's always told them. Hagrid also brings it up later in the chapter Hagrid's tale. Harry also He's smarter said, than people give him credit for. Sorry to interrupt oh, yeah. you, but like Hagrid is so much smarter and more intuitive than people give him credit for. Just because he didn't finish school doesn't mean anything. Here's something that really gets to me. Harry says that they have never really had a great defense against the dark arts teacher, and I'm like, what about Lupin? I thought of that Honestly. too. Excuse me. I think you might just be forgetting him for a second. You know well, what I mean? Excuse like, me again. That is unacceptable. <laughs> I agree. I think that Lupin's hands down is like the bomb.com. Harry, you can go take a walk, sir. But like, I think it's one of those things where like he's just speaking in angry anger. You know what I mean? Like we've yeah. never had a good teacher. Where like he knows that he's had a good teacher. Also, we don't know how the first year went. Yeah, Baltimore was on the back of his head, but like I think they learned <laughs> more so than like they did in year two. He just taught him but, about iguanas. Yeah, but, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like honestly though, they learned last year too, even though, you know, it wasn't, you know. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> they did he learn just turned it. out to be, you know, not who he said he was. Which all men do. I'm just kidding. I seriously <laughs> just think of Coral holding that iguana going. In great day, great day. I don't even know what he's saying. I'm just speaking words, but you know, he's like speaking Latin or something. <laughs> I'm just speaking words. Yes, that's what happens when you talk. Well, you know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Ben, you're a good teacher. So Ron brings up the point that Umbridge is also trying to get people to spy for her by having them tell her anyone who's saying Voldemort's back. And Hermione said, of course, Fudge wants to know everything that's going on. And Hermione snaps this at Ron. 
And I want to say something. I love her, but she scolds Harry for snapping at her, so she needs to take her own advice. True. I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. I love her, but like, lay off. She just needs. She just needs to. I don't know. I don't care for Hermione too much in this chapter. Lay off. He's starving. (laughs) I mean, probably. He left his pie. True. So Harry automatically goes on the defense. He's like, hold up. Don't start arguing again. We just need to get our homework done and go to bed. But I do want to say back, Ron brings up the point that she's trying to get people to spy for her. This is foreshadowing to, what are they called? The Inquisitorial. The loser squad. <laughs> the loser squad. I mean, that's good enough. Oh, Slytherins. Yeah. The Inquisitorial. <laughs> <laughs> is it all Slytherins? Is it really just Slytherins? I don't know. Though? I think, I don't know in the book. Somebody I think in the movie it is. I bet there's Ravenclaws in there. Not my, not my Ravenclaws. <laughs> I'll tell you what. There ain't no Hufflepuffs or Gryffindors in there. Nope. I'll tell you that. Nope. Not we, even if they offer We snack. don't snitch. We don't snitch. We only snitch in Quidditch. <laughs> I don't, I'm a Ravenclaw and I don't snitch. I know what happens to them. They get I, don't, I, don't, I don't like needles like that. I don't want any stitches. <laughs> Gryffindors snitch and Hufflepuffs snack. Did you just... Who snitches? What? Gryffindor snitches, like with Quidditch. And Hufflepuff snacks. Gotta add the Quidditch part. I apologize. I I wasn't thinking in real terms. You're right. Gryffindors are snitches. (laughs) Come at me, Meg. Come at me. Uh, We all know how to box now. (laughs) I know. I could hit you with a 2 3. Oh, two, three. <laughs> uh, all right so uh oh my god i said it i was all really right. actually all trying right. not to say so... it all right so it's the one uh yeah dinner is ending and people are filtering their way back into the common room and harry is still getting some stares and i'm personally over it for him like i just feel bad I mean, it is only, like, the second day, though. Not to say that it's, like, don't do this, but, like, it is only day two. He hasn't really had his chance to, like, prove himself again yet, you know? So it's not really going to change. He shouldn't have to, though. No, I agree. But that's basically what ends up having to happen, you know? So dumb. Yeah. Leave the kid alone. Um... So, this is from the book. They collected their school bags from a corner and returned to the chairs by the fire. People were coming back from dinner now. Harry kept his face averted from the portrait hole, but could still sense the stares he was attracting. So. That's because oh. he's a good-looking guy. This he's the chosen one. This is also true. He's got his mother's eyes. <laughs> you fine, Harry. You fine. Um, and Ron suggests that they start with Snape's homework, which I thought was kind of surprising. Like I think the- he wanted to do that so he could get like make sure he's around Hermione. Accurate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I love that like this is what he does. He pulls out parchment and he writes me. the properties <laughs> of moonstone and its uses in potion making. And then he looks at Hermione and goes, "So what are the uh, properties and uses <laughs> of moonstone and potion making?" Uh, <laughs> I I will tell you one of the properties is it will enable you 
to evolve your jiggly puff into a wiggly tuff. This yes. is true. And your clefairy into a clefable. You got that. This right. is also yeah. true. Are you yeah. speaking English? Yeah. I am actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 You yep. like jiggly puff. I do. I didn't know it. Came. What does it turn into? A wiggly puff? Wiggly, wiggly tough. tough. Oh, wiggly tough. Turn that puff, puff into tough. Right. There's iggly and then what does it become? Jiggly Nothing. puff and wiggly tough. Wiggly tough is the final evolution, Sarah. So it goes wiggly puff? No, no, no. Iggly buff. Iggly <laughs> buff. I, you're, you're lying to me. No. Go look it up. <laughs> Go you look it up. You are lying to me. Iggly buff, jiggly puff, and wiggly tough. Yep. Go look it up right now. <laughs> you are lying. I'm not. <laughs> oh, look at that wiggly tough. <laughs> oh. My it is way. true. I wouldn't lie. Google it. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, here's one. It's Iggly Tough to Jiggly Puff to Wiggly Tough to Hillary Duff. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Google is clutch sometimes, oh, man. Awesome. <laughs> so I actually looked up like real-time life properties of the Moonstone. I already did that. Did we? <laughs> did we last chapter, yes. probably? Well, I'm saying it again. So it's a stone you do you, boo. for new beginnings. And it um, is a stone for inner growth and strength. It soothes emotional instability and stress and stabilizes emotions, providing calmness. So it enhances intuition, promotes inspiration, success, and good fortune in love and business matters. And for the uh, purpose of Harry Potter, it is used in the draught of peace. That's only one use of it that we know. I'm sure that there are many others, but that's just what we know. Um. So after writing the title, Ron looks to Hermione and asks her what they are, and I put a big LOL. She was <laughs> not paying attention to him, though, because she was staring at Fred, George, and Lee Jordan. And I'm just going to read from the chapter. It says, but Hermione was not listening. She was squinting over into the far corner of the room where Fred, George, and Lee Jordan were now sitting at the center of a knot of innocent-looking first years all of whom were chewing something that seemed to have come out of a large paper bag that Fred was holding. No, I'm sorry. They've gone too far, she said, standing up and looking positively furious. Come on, Ron. I, what? said Ron, plainly playing for time. No, come on, Hermione, we can't tell them off for giving out sweets. You know perfectly well that those are bits of nosebleed nougat or puking pastils or, and then she couldn't remember the last one and Harry goes, fainting fancies <laughs> um so like i personally like even if what i thought fred george and lee jordan were doing was bad i never would make ron go into that situation yeah no. i'd be like i understand i'd be like i, I get this. it i'll take care of it i got you you got the next second year that screws up or something you right know what i mean yeah like yeah. I think Hermione was just hot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, she, she is hot. Ron thought, too. True. <laughs> I think so. But, yeah. So, she was just very angry. Um, but I agree. I think that's not... Um, it's like a conflict of interest to have yeah. Ron be the one to say something to his brothers, not the place. Right. 
It just yeah. like I mean they're not gonna listen to him anyway. So like why? Yeah. Force. I can't imagine me going up to Marty and being like, "Don't do that." He would be like, "Yeah, okay." Right. <laughs> he literally would say that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So um, Hermione says, that's enough, she said forcefully to Fred and George, both of whom looked up in mild surprise. Yeah, you're right, said George, nodding. This dosage looks strong enough, doesn't it? <laughs> I said, sassy, George. <laughs> but um, I like I truly believe that they don't think that what they're doing is incorrect. I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't think really think that I believe that it's incorrect. Yes. I think they know they're towing a line, but they know they're not crossing the line. Does that make sense? They're going to push it as far as they can. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I think that in my, in my humble opinion, I see nothing wrong. Cause like realistically, I don't know. And again, I'm like, maybe not the person to ask because if I ever did something like that, like my mom would be like, well, she chose like, she chose to eat whatever he gave. You know what I mean? Like, the thing. Like, the fainting mm-hmm. whatever. Or, like, the puking thing or the nosebleed. Like, I, the person chose to eat it. The and so I have to suffer the consequences. Thing. Yeah, the puking thing and the fainting whatevers. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like Cheryl? It does. <laughs> what he, is she? she? She ate the vomiting one. <laughs> we, have to, we have to segue out of this for literally a hot second Yesterday, Sarah's mom was trying to tell um, about Tiger King and called it Lion King. Yeah, she told (laughs) my mom watch it. And so she was telling this woman she works with, (laughs) she's like, yeah, I was telling her she's got to watch the Lion King. And I was like, okay, all right, like, why? Um, And then, like, we all, like, I realized, like, oh, you mean Tiger King? Because, like, I'm like, Lion King's a great movie. Did you mean, like, the new one with... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the animated real cats and she's like no tiger king we were laughing that's so funny okay back into this um so basically they're like hermione it's fine you're overreacting which honestly like they try it on themselves first like they're not completely stupid about it you know like they're not gonna give it to them just like blindly and be like oh i wonder what's gonna happen um yeah. But Hermione thinks differently. So she says, you can't do this. What if you made one of them really ill? We're not going to make them ill. We've already tested them all on ourselves. This is just to see if everyone reacts the same. If you don't stop do it, I'm going to put us in detention, said Fred. And then I'd like to see you try it voice. Make us write lines, said George, smirking. Onlookers all over the room were laughing. Hermione drew herself up to full height. Her eyes were narrow, and her bushy hair seemed to crackle with electricity. No, she said, her voice quivering with anger. But I will write to your mother. Dun, dun, dun! That's <laughs> a low blow. It it's... is a low blow. <laughs> yeah. It's effective-ish. True. George is like, you wouldn't, taking a step back from her. Oh, yes, I would, said Hermione grimly. I can't stop you eating the stupid things yourself, but you're not giving them to first years. Fred and George looked thunderstruck. It was clear that as far as they were concerned, Hermione's threat was way below the belt. With a last threatening look at them, she thrust Fred's clipboard and the bag of fancies back into his arms and stalked back to her chair by the fire. And then she's all angry at Ron. Is like, thanks for your support, Ron. Which again, like, I honestly, I just feel like she 
is having a bad moment here. Like, this isn't typical Hermione. I don't think that normally she would have gotten... She wouldn't have made that threat to Fred and George normally. She would have, like, gone and yelled at them and been like, stop doing this. But I don't think that it would have gotten much further than that. Yes. Well, we have to think about also, she was hitting a chair right before this. You know, she's fired up in anyways. Yeah. This is a culmination of a lot of things, and she's taking it out on Fred and George. But uh, honestly, I do agree with her about the first year thing. Like, lay off of those guys, but second and up, you know. (laughs) Two times this episode. I love Chris Farley. Just so much. I I don't even know if I would do second years, though. Like, they're still a little impressionable. Yeah, but they've been around the block at least one year. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anywho. Um... So, and also she's taking it out on Ron on top of Fred and George. So Hermione just, like, cannot concentrate, which, again, I think goes to show how, like, angry she is right now. Because the fact that she can't sit down in the common room and focus on doing her homework for the day, like, speaks volumes about her. Because clearly she likes to be on top of it, especially this year. I mean, like, she's been talking about it for forever. So... Hermione can't concentrate and she decides to go to bed. But before she does, she places two hats on the table and covers it up with rubbish. Sneaky. Hats. So what rubbish? I think it was just papers. Super shady and not okay. I agree. Yeah. Is it it slim shady or just... Chicka chicka slim shady. It's a little snaky. It's quite cunning. Is it a... Danger noodle level? Yeah, or... a little bit. A little bit. More like milk like, rope. A nope just... rope. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to one of our listeners that commented that it had. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh. I just don't care about. I don't. And not that here's not that I don't care about house elves. I just really, really, really dislike the way that she goes about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. okay. No, it's sneaky. Not sneaky. a good sneaky. So Ron like you can't calls her force out, people to believe in what you believe in. This is true. Yeah. Ron is like, "What are you doing? You're purposefully freeing the house elves without their permission. Like they might not want to." And she's like, "Well, of course they want to." I'm gonna read it. So that's not on," <laughs> said Ron angrily. "You're trying to trick them into picking up the hats. You're setting them free when they might not want to be free." Of course they want to be free, said Hermione at once, though her face was turning pink. Don't you dare touch those hats, Ron. She left. Ron waited until she had disappeared through the door to the girls' dormitories, then cleared the rubbish off the woolly hats. They should at least see what they're picking up, he said firmly. Anyway, he rolled up the parchment on which he had written the title of Snape's essay. There's no point in trying to finish this now. I can't do it without Hermione. I haven't got a clue what you're (laughs) supposed to do with Moonstones, have you? And Where's Harry his just, book? Right? Dude, Agreed, like, Tiffany. He doesn't know <laughs> how to open it. Don't they have like a vast <laughs> library to read? Alohomora! <laughs> uh, but Harry agrees and he's like, no, I don't know. I don't know what they are either. Like, let's just wait. And then on their way out of the common room up to their dorm, Harry thinks that he sees Seamus trying to make a move like he wants to talk to him. But Harry just speeds up to... Uh, not have that conversation right now. What I did is what Harry did in his head. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I can't blame him at all. No. It's too soon for Harry. He needs time, you know? Yeah. <sighs> so the next morning, it's just as gross and rainy and heavy as of a day as the day before. Um, when they go down for breakfast, Hagrid still isn't at the staff table. I don't know if they really expected anything to change overnight, but I think Harry's just very hopeful. Um, Ron tries to cheer up Harry by saying that the plus side is, no Snape today! Woohoo! Um, Hermione was looking pretty pleased about something, because apparently all the hats were gone, and she said, seems the house elves do want freedom after all. And Ron's like, I don't really know if those count as clothes. They didn't really look like anything to me, more like woolly bladders. (laughs) And Hermione didn't talk to him for the rest of the morning. Um, She's feeling some kind of way lately. I know. So they had double charms and double potions then, and both Flitwick, Flitwick and McGee spent 15 minutes um, lecturing about the importance of OWLs this year. So Flitwick is like, these tests are going to influence your future for years to come. If you haven't thought about what you want to do as a career, you better start now. Um, and he said that they were going to be make sure they're working harder than ever to do themselves justice. So even like, like I don't see Flitwick as any kind of like drill sergeant teacher or anything, you know? But like mm-hmm. he's like, nah, we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they spent over an hour reviewing summoning charms, so Harry probably didn't have to do anything because he knows how to do that for sure. And they got their largest ever amount of charms homework ever. So then they go to Transfiguration, which was possibly worse. Um, And I'm just going to read what McGonagall said, because I feel like she hits home with it more than Flitwick does, because she's McGonagall. Um, She says, you cannot pass an OWL, said Professor McGonagall grimly, without serious application, practice, and study. I see no reason why everybody in this class should not achieve an OWL in Transfiguration as long as they put in the work. Neville made a sad little disbelieving noise. Yes, you too, Longbottom, said Professor McGonagall. There's nothing wrong with your work except lack of confidence. So today we start vanishing spells. These are easier than conjuring spells, which you would not usually attempt until newt level, but they're still among the most difficult magic you'll be tested on in your OWL. Go ahead, Tiffany. McGonagall says it best. Yes. You cannot pass an OWL, she says grimly, without serious application, practice, and study book drop. I like it. I like it. But uh, honestly, honestly, we talked about that. You know, it's I just, know, but it's, it's just ridiculous. it's insane. It's absolutely insane. <sighs> yeah, I agree. I think we all agree that you. I mean, it's just it, it brings me anxiety. Like when I thought about it when I read it the first time, of like they're not practicing these spells of me in hair school, like having to be state tested and not being allowed to do hair until then. No, thank you. Hard pass. Yeah. I don't absorb things as well reading it, but like if I were to watch someone do something, I'll pick it up so much faster. Yeah. Or if I practice it, you know, but I also like that she calls Neville out and she's like, your only problem is you don't have confidence. You've got the talent. You have, you're powerfully magical. You know what I mean? You like, have it's the drive. There. You yeah. have the brains. You just need confidence. Yep. Mm-hmm. But she's totally right. And his own wand. <laughs> <laughs> right. That would be nice. Yeah. Confidence it'll ha- it'll key, happen man. next year. Yeah. So Harry thinks, yeah, she's right. The vanishing spell's pretty bad. It sucks. 
And by the end of that double period, him or Ron couldn't vanish their snails. Um, but Hermione did it after a third try and got ten points. But, you know, she got... Third try. Ron and uh, Harry got, you know, five points for knocking out a mountain troll. I know, right? right? Can we talk about this again? No, we can't, actually. <laughs> physically cannot. You're insane. So then they got more homework. Uh, Ron and Harry spent the afternoon in the library looking up things for potions because Hermione was still not talking to Ron, so she wasn't even with them. And then they head back, or they head down to Care of Magical Creatures, which unfortunately is not Hagrid, it's Grubbly Plank. And she had a table with, like, twigs all over it. And of course, <gasps> here comes Malfoy and his gang, and they clearly have been making jokes about Harry. I don't know what's worse, like, talking about someone behind their back, or talking about someone behind their back and Blatantly. making it obvious, where yeah. you're, like, staring at him and giggling, and, like, get over yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Uh, I can't handle your abbreviation, and I need you to read it in a great way. (laughs) So I got tired of typing out Grubbly Plank, so I just put G-P. G-P! G-P! That's a general practitioner. All right. (laughs) So G-P asks if they know what these twigs are, and Hermione puts her hand up, of course, as she always does, and Malfoy does a buck-tooth impression of her jumping up and down in eagerness to answer a question. What do you guys say about these Slytherins, Meg? Why don't you, some... you need to be the leader of the group. Yeah, Tell them to knock it off. You keep saying Slytherins when you should be saying Malfoy. But it's a whole ah! group of them. It's his cronies. I agree with you. I'm just they telling you. You get... agree with me, but you're calling me out on it. No, like I'm it's telling not you to just jump Malfoy's in there and cronies. show them what a Slytherin is. Well, I'm Meg, not in the book. You were there. You should have <laughs> said something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not in the book, all right? <laughs> I'm younger than them. I wasn't even at Hogwarts yet. I was five. I'm just trying to give you a compliment, <laughs> but all right. It sounds to me like you're giving Slytherins a bunch of poop. That's what it sounds like. No, I'm married to a Slytherin. I love them. I thought you were going to be like, I'm married to a poop. (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. So the twigs turn out to be bow truckles. Um, And I'm going to read from Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. The fancy illustrated edition from our own lovely Newt Scamander. Say it right. Oh, man. Hold on. I totally just blanked. Sarah, say it for me. Oh, Newt Scamanda. <clears throat> Newt Scamanda. <laughs> All right. So it has a pretty good a two X classification. So not very dangerous, but it can be. The bow truckle is a tree guardian creature found mainly in the west of England, southern Germany, and certain Scandinavian forests. It is immensely difficult to spot, being small, only a maximum of eight inches in height and apparently made of bark and twigs with two small brown eyes. The bow truckle, which eat, eats insects, is a peace, peaceable and intensely shy creature, but if the tree in which it lives is threatened, it has been known to leap down upon the woodcutter or tree surgeon attempting to harm its home and gouge at their eyes with its long, sharp fingers. <laughs> Meg. <laughs> An offering of wood. You find something funny, Katie? No, Meg's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> An offering of wood lice will placate the bow truckle long enough to let a witch or wizard remove wand wood from its tree. 
So yeah, they uh they're all cute and stuff like Pickett until uh you try to take his home away, which I can't really blame it. Yeah, for real. So yeah. Pavardi and Lavender are like, ooh, when they notice that it's not just twigs, it's like bow truckles. And Harry's instantly annoyed because he's like, no one does that when Hagrid brings out creatures. Like, sure, the flobber worm sucked, but like the salamanders and the hippos are cool. <laughs> sure, the flobber worm sucked. <laughs> I think that Hagrid just like ruined well, it for himself with the scroots. <laughs> like, that was rough. That was a rough. No, but like, classic. I think that part of it was because of. Um, having the hippogriffs and that whole incident happening. And I think a lot of it, he just lost his confidence. Like McGonagall was saying to Neville, like, you'd be a great wizard if you had more confidence. Mm-hmm, Harry yeah. would have been a phenomenal teacher if he was more confident in himself. Preach. Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, he should have gotten his wand back and all that jazz. We all yep. know this. Yep. Anywho, um, a lot of what I... And what? And what did I say? And all that jazz. <laughs> Come on, babe. We're gonna paint the town. No. He, we know he should have gotten his wand back. Especially after people were like, oh, you're innocent? That's great. Come on. But what I think... When I'm thinking about the age level of the kids... And the creatures he's introducing them to... I think it just might be a little too early... I think maybe the maturity level of the students needs to be higher for some of these creatures. Um, even yeah. though, like, Malfoy and his little group are, like, among, like, some of the most immature when it came to his lessons, but I think it's because they hate Hagrid. Right. Um, but maybe knowing that group that you're teaching, dial it back a little bit. And introduce them later, maybe when they're older. Just a thought. Yeah. But Malfoy honestly ruins these lessons. The Scroots were a horrible idea, and I don't think anybody can get around that. They were also illegal, but maybe just <laughs> NBD. <laughs> right. But like dialing it down to creatures who maybe aren't classified as dangerous, and leaving those for, you know, the the sixth and the seventh years. Yeah, I think he yeah he just got excited in his third year and th- in the third year for Harry or whatever and tried to do like big and yeah I agree mm-hmm. with you guys. Well, he he's working to prove himself, right? You know, and if and if he didn't feel like he had to work that hard to show something crazy, he could have relaxed and thought about it and been like, okay, we can build upon this and whatever, because he knows everything there is to know about magical creatures, right? And I just, I feel bad, you know, if he could have just sat back, relaxed, and and did his thing, you know, there wouldn't have been any kind of issue. And then Malfoy, honestly, after that hippogriff incident, I don't even know. Well, I think Such... part of it, too, is, like, going with his confidence, is that he just feels like he has a lot to prove because he didn't finish Hogwarts, he doesn't technically have a wand, and he's um, half-giant, so people are already thinking negatively towards him. Mm-hmm. Yep. All accurate. So good old GP <laughs> wants a sketch, a labeled sketch by the end of class. I can see this being fun for me, but I can see it being a panic-inducing <clears throat> moment for some others. Yeah. I would hate it. Yeah. Like, 
nobody ever plays Pictionary with me because nobody likes to draw but me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can see someone just being like, I, I tried to picture like the worst, <laughs> I don't say the worst, but like someone who's clearly like not a drawer, like the stick figure version of a stick animal, which could be hilarious. <laughs> that would be me. I'll, dr- I'll draw you a bow truckle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Harry tries to ask her, of course, because I think he did it last time she was there for Hagrid. He's like, well, where's Hagrid at? And she's like, it's not your business. Like, don't even worry about it. I know. Not the way to go about that. So Draco leans in close and he says, maybe the stupid great oafs got himself badly injured. To which Harry's like, yeah, if you keep talking, you're going to be badly injured. And then Malfoy says, maybe he's messing with stuff that's too big for him if you get my drift. So Harry instantly feels sick, and, like, he just goes into, like, panic mode, like, does Malfoy know something? His dad's a Death Eater, like, is there some sort of information that they know that hasn't traveled to the Order yet? Like, is Hagrid okay? Um, so he hurries to tell Ron and Hermione what he heard, and Hermione's like, no, like, if Dumbledore would know something immediately if something happened to Hagrid. Like, you're playing into Malfoy's hands if you look worried. We just need to ignore him. But of course... You hear Malfoy again, who's not keeping his voice down. He says, yes, father was talking to the ministry just a couple days ago, you know, and it sounds as though the ministry is really determined to crack down on substandard teaching in this place. So even if that overgrown moron does show up again, he'll probably be sent packing straight away. And Harry's uh, gripping his bow truckle so hard that it tries to gouge out his eyes pretty much and slashes his hand open. Oh my god. Um... I'm going back to thinking about what Harry thought. Did Malfoy know something? His dad's a Death Eater, you know? Um, and I do think Malfoy knew everything, whether he knew it by secret, like if he was listening in, which is something I feel like he would totally do. Yeah. Um, or if, you know, they were just completely being open with him and you know, letting him know whatever. Cause I'm sure there were death eaters in and out of the house. Like there were in seven, not as many, but you know, I absolutely think that he knew everything that was going on. He knew, you know, that death eaters were going to meet with the giants and he probably got word that they knew that Hagrid was there or whatever. I guarantee it. Or maybe it was all speculation and Malfoy was trying to get an answer out of Harry. I don't think so. I think he knew. I kind of feel like he knew something, too. I think that kid knows too much for his own good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, he becomes a Death Eater, you know, and yeah. he's tasked with something in his sixth year. Well, it was this book, right, where he, or was it four? I think it was this one where he's like, I'll be dogging you or whatever he said to it's Harry. It's this one. Yeah. It was this one, yeah. No, he knows. He knows. He Whether he's much. allowed to sit in on the meetings, I'm not sure about. But um, he's got a either glass way. up to the door. Yeah, maybe <laughs> extendable he could, ears. Uh, yeah, maybe he could get <laughs> one of those extendable ears. I don't think Fred George would sell him that for ten thousand galleons. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Meg did a drawing of a boat chuckle. It's amazing. Sarah, I need one from you too. <laughs> so at this point, Harry's like fuming, of course, because he's already having a tough year. It's you know been two days. And he's already raging every day. It's the Horcrux. So he's like, if he calls Hagrid a moron one more time, and Hermione's like, look, like, don't go picking a fight with him. He's a prefect now. He could make your life difficult. And Harry goes, wow, I wonder what it'd be like to have a difficult life. (laughs) To which Ron laughs, but Hermione's like, 
right, that's not something you should joke about. Um, so they head to Herbology, and Harry's like, I just, I just wish Hagrid would hurry up and get back. Um, and then he looks at Hermione, he's like, and don't you dare say that Grubbly Plank is a better teacher. Because in truth, he's actually really annoyed with himself because he enjoyed that class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I get, you know, he could be like, ah, that really was kind of like a good class, but like, it wasn't my guy teaching. Yeah. I can just, I, I appreciate that loyalty in him and... Um, I appreciate, you know, GP for, for, uh, doing her thing and teaching the children, but we want Hagrid. (laughs) We want Hagrid. We want Hagrid. We want Hagrid. So they're walking to Herbology and a group of fourth years come out of a nearby greenhouse. So there's Jenny comes out. She says, Hi. And then Luna comes out, and immediately, one breath, no hello or anything, she's like, I believe he who must not be named is back, and I believe you fought him and escaped from him. And Harry's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, I love her. And, uh, I love her. Pravardi and Lavender are laughing at Luna because of her radish earrings, um, but she uh. thinks it's because of what she said. So she's like, um, you can go ahead and laugh. But people used to believe that there was no such thing as blibbering humdingers or crumplehorn snorkax. And Hermione is kind of <laughs> mean. And she's like, well, they were right, weren't they? There's no such thing as those. So Luna gets kind of ticked off and she gives her a look and um, walks away. And then Harry's Herm like, a little bit. She's a little sassy. She's not a little bit. I feel like she's a lot of bit mean. Yeah. Super rude and judgy. Y'all, I'm she's, just judge she's, she's just going through it right now. I'll just let her go through it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be mean to other people, even if you're going through it. That's not nuts. It's just human nature, though. It's tough, man. And even if you don't try to take it out on somebody, like, moods are very contagious. Oh, they are. You can try it so hard, and then it still just happens. It's hard, man. You can bump someone out and not even mean to. Um, So Harry's like, can you, like, not offend people who believe me? Because not really too many of them out there. And here's Hermione again. She says, oh, for heaven's sake, Harry, you can do better than her. Oh, me. Harsh. And she's like, you know, she only <laughs> believes in things that don't have proof at all. But then here's Harry who's like, but she saw the winged horses that nobody else saw that I saw unless she was lying. I don't know. I think it kind of proves to us that at times Hermione can be a little bit Narrow-minded. too black and white. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little too black and white. And, like, she gets better, thankfully. She even gets better in this book alone, which is nice to, like, yeah, see. But... Go better. Yeah, at this point, it's brain. just like, girl, see the spectrum. Yeah. She will. Yeah. She will. Um, or just be respectful, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Good old Ernie Mac. He's basically <laughs> Ernie. He steps up and he's like, I just want you to know that it's not just weirdos who believe you. I 100% support you. My family believes in Dumbledore and so do I. And Harry's like, uh, thanks. And like normally he, I don't think he really likes Ernie too much because Ernie can be kind of pompous. Kind of a weirdo. Yeah, which is weird for a pop, (laughs) I feel. But Harry's like, I'm not going to be picky. Anyone He's who's loyal like... to himself, Katie. I guess. <laughs> 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 I 
Wait, are you saying that it's weird that he's weird and he's a Hufflepuff? Like, no, only it's... weirdos can be in Ravenclaw? No, it's weird that he's pompous mm. and a Hufflepuff. Hey, I mean, we're all the mix of the houses. I agree with you. I literally was going to be like, look at Lockhart, and then I realized he's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad tweet realization. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the crazy house. <clears throat> <clears throat> Are we ready to talk about me? Yeah. yeah. Talk about I. Number so, one, oh my, me, my. <laughs> to the surprise of absolutely no one, Sprout starts her lesson off talking about what do you know? OWLs. Basically how important they are, blah, 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 blah. They're at the end of the year. Study hard. Learn plant things. Live your life. Um, and it really just serves to make Harry and I'm honestly sure everybody else in that room more anxious about it so she ends their lesson giving them even more homework so now Harry's like I've got 80 years worth of homework and no time because I'm in detention for the rest of my life and so they left the room smelling like dragon dung which is used for fertilizer and they're also very tired thank you you're welcome for that (laughs) After class, Harry goes straight to the Great Hall because he's hungry. He's hungry. Uh, and he like doesn't even go to drop his bag off at the Great. Nope, at the Gryffindor Common Room or anything. Um, like His plan is, I'm going to go eat, and then I'm going to go see Umbridge. What a perfect combination. I think that's a great night. <laughs> <laughs> so like he doesn't really even get through the doors before Angelina stops him. And she is not a happy camper because she's, she's super up. angry. Fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, about the fact that Harry has landed himself in detention for the rest of the week. And he's almost like, okay, whatever. Um, and she's like, specifically, uh, Friday. They're having tryouts for Keeper, remember? And he's like, oh, yeah, woo. And I said, in my opinion, she's just being ridiculous. So this is a quote from her from the book. And it says, didn't I tell you I wanted to do a tryout with the whole team and find someone who fitted in with everyone? Didn't I tell you I'd booked the Quidditch pitch especially, and now you've decided you're not going to be there? And it's like, all right, calm down. Who he is didn't this, decide Oliver to, like, yeah, like he didn't choose to be in detention. Like that was not his plan. Umbridge is just Umbridge, uh, and really, Angelina doesn't care what he has to say or do because she's like, you're gonna tell her, you're gonna do whatever you need to do to get out of it for Friday. You're going to be at that tryout. Um, she's like, I don't even care if you have to tell Umbridge that you know who's a figment of your imagination. Like, you're going to be in the Quidditch pitch on Friday. Uh, Oliver would reincarnate. <laughs> well, that's basically like what he said. So, like, then she storms off. He's ticked off. And then Ron and Hermione finally are there. And um, Harry literally, like, wonders out loud. He's like, someone should, like, go talk to Puddle Mirror, Puddle Mirror United. Because uh, that's who Oliver Wood plays for. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure that he hasn't like died or anything because I swear <laughs> he's channeling her spirit or his spirit. Um, oh goodness! Yeah. And so then Ron asked Harry, like, "What do you think of the chances are of Umbridge actually letting you out on Friday's detention?" And then I said, "We all know there's a snowball's chance of that happening." Uh, but Harry will ask. He also does, it, does hoped... it say that? It doesn't, but my notes do. <laughs> <laughs> Harry said like Boing. zero like a zero <laughs> chance like zero out of ten 
Uh, it's not happening. Um, but he will ask, which, hey, you know, that's pretty brave of you to, like, you know the answer's going to be no, but you're going to ask anyways. Um, and then he says he also hopes, or he's, like, thinking he also hopes that it's not too long, his detention, because there's a crazy amount of homework that he needs to do, like a bunch of essays and other stuff, you know. Um, and then I said, which means he's going to be in detention for a long time that night, <laughs> basically. So then he makes his way to Umbridge's office, and I wanted to read um, about her office situation. <laughs> so it says from the book, he had known this office under three of its previous occupants. In the days when Gilderoy Lockhart had lived there, it had been plastered in beaming portraits of its owner. When Lupin had occupied it, it was likely you would meet some fascinating dark creature in a cage or tank if you came to call. In the Impostor Moody's days, it had been packed with various instruments and artifacts for the detection of wrongdoing and concealment. Now, however, it looked totally unrecognizable. The surfaces had all been draped in lacy covers and cloths. There were several vases full of dried flowers, each residing on its own doily, and on one of the walls was a collection of ornamental plates each decorated with a large technicolored kitten wearing a different bow around its neck. These were so foul that Harry stared at them transfixed until Professor Umbridge spoke again. Okay, I didn't catch technicolor the, the million times I've read this. Yeah. Technicolor yeah. kittens. Um, and secondly... The first part that you read where it said that in Lupin's office, there'd be an interesting creature in a tank in the corner. It's like, well, why didn't you remember him earlier in the chapter when you said there weren't any good Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers? Preach. Right. I think he was just speaking. Harry James. Harry James. I think I'm just disappointed in Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Any hoosies. He did not notice her being umbrage right away because her robes matched the tablecloth and they're both being described as luridly flowered and she blended in. So she tells him to sit down. There's a small table that was covered in lace with a blank piece of parchment on it. So Harry, before he begins, wants to ask for a favor. I think that's just crazy to ask Umbridge for a favor, but whatever. Um, and he basically asks Umbridge if he can skip detention on Friday and have it another day, because he's got tryouts, because he's on the Gryffindor Quidditch team and blah, 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 and she says, oh no, oh no, no, no. This is your punishment for spreading evil, nasty, attention-seeking stories, Mr. Potter, and punishments certainly cannot be adjusted to suit the guilty one's convenience. No, you will come here at 5 o'clock tomorrow, and the next day, and on Friday, too. And you will do your detentions as planned. And I said, I get it. I literally was like, ah, gah, I get it, but she's also the worst. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't, you shouldn't be, like, you shouldn't be allowed to go. I understand you asking cool for you to ask but also like no but also (laughs) (laughs) there were like 30 but also's in there but like also like umbridge is the worst so um so obviously what i love here is like harry is like super yeah megan i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) god i love you so much it hurts (laughs) 
I was going to say, I think that I was going to say it's really difficult to talk about Umbridge and not swear. Like, really, really, really hard. But also, like, (laughs) but also, um, Harry shouldn't have to go to detention because he doesn't deserve to be there. So, yeah, while sure, if it was a deserved detention, I get it, but it's not a deserved detention. So forget you, Umbridge man. It's not a deserved detention, but if you are in detention, you don't get to have your other thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all know she's the worst. So obviously, Harry is none too pleased to hear all of those things that she was saying about him. And he's like really mad, like livid. Um, and you, you can tell like she's trying to get a rise out of him. She's trying to see if he's going to kind of have like another freak out moment and start yelling. And it literally says like in the book, something along the lines of like, he, it takes everything in him to not take the bait. Um, and he like almost gives himself like a minute to like calm down. And he like drops his um, bag and he sits down at the table and Umbridge even says, she's like, Oh wow. I can see that you're like getting um, a hold on your anger. And I'd be like, yeah, you want to see my anger? AKA my fist in your face. I don't do <laughs> violence. Don't um, <laughs> but she tells him that he's going to be doing lines, but uh, not with his quill. She has her own special quill for him to use. She does uh, indeed. Oh, do you want me to write? She hands him a long, thin black quill with an unusually sharp point. An unusually sharp. It's point. probably a needle point. Cliffhanger. She was actually going to give him a tattoo. I don't know what happened. Do you think there's any people out there whose names are Cliffhanger? I hope so. I please, please let there be. (laughs) Or a Peter Pan. Maybe, maybe that was another love interest of Eric Munch. Mr. Cliffhanger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like that. Yep. Yes, indeed. Good family friend. It's time for. The lightning bolt round. Oh, yeah, and it's my turn to do it now. I mean, I do it now. Yeah, you do. Go for it. <laughs> Were there more? No, but I... No, go ahead. I have one, but we'll wait till mine for the last. Oh. She's the worst. That's for Tam. Okay. First one comes from Paisha. Yes or no, would you believe Harry Potter after Cedric's death? Yes. Yes. Yeah. More than likely. Like, how else would you explain he dying? Right. There would just be, like, too many questions if I didn't believe him, you know? So, like, questions are answered with Harry's story, so I'm going to believe him. Um, Brandon, what pie symbolizes each house? Oh Lord! Uh, I'm gonna say apple for Gryffindor. Why? Apples can be red. (laughs) (laughs) You want to know what else can be red? Cherries or strawberries, and those actually stay red. No, you're first of all. I agree. You're gross. You're gross. Gryffindor's cherry pie because it's the worst pie. No, get out of town. Just kidding, you're not allowed. No. 
I don't want Sherry. Yeah, well, no one cares. Are. I also don't want a brioche bun, but that's not my business. <laughs> I think that Slytherin would be Apple because we're very versatile. Shut your face. Nice. <laughs> Shut your danger noodle. <laughs> I don't know what a uh no I'll take chocolate silk. No, <laughs> I was gonna say that Hufflepuff Shut would be. Shut it! I get to choose it. You don't get to choose it. Why don't I? Because I think it needs to embody what a Gryffindor is. So you need yeah. some bold apple, cinnamon, bold. Suck it. That's not bold. It's versatile. It's <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> See, no, I don't think an apple pie is versatile. I honestly kind of think it's a little boring. So that goes fine with a Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, shots fired! Double, <laughs> sasa. I think that Hufflepuff might be a shepherd's pie because there's a mm. bunch of different flavors, and it's more savory, yes. and it's like a good comfort food. No, Sarah in the chat said Hufflepuff would be pizza because that's the best kind of pie. I'll allow it. I'll agree. All right, well, what's Gryffindor? Don't say cherry, lamos. Strawberry and rhubarb. It's got a bite to it. I've I've never had it. You're being nice to me. (laughs) I actually really like strawberry rhubarb pie. I actually poured out my feelings to you today, so I appreciate your pie. (laughs) All right. What were... What? Okay. I don't even know where to... (laughs) What's next question? Oh, okay. We're still on this. (laughs) What's a Ravenclaw pie? We only talked about... So, like, what did we decide? You said shepherds. (laughs) Katie's pizza. shepherds or pizza... For Kate. Something yeah, savory. Shepherds for Hufflepuff. Yeah. Slytherin. Slytherin would be something like rich. That could be French silk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's high and high and mighty. Oh yeah. Ravenclaw would be the pie of knowledge. It would be the trivial pursuit pie. Slytherin would be in a hot pocket. <laughs> Slytherin would be a hot pocket. No. Why? Because we're like, you know, there's some cold spots in there and some warm spots. <laughs> oh my god, it would. You could be a hot pocket that's a pizza hot pocket. <laughs> never know what I'm you're going to get. Hot pockets being classified as pies, so Slytherins can be hot pockets. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, I guess it's pretty accurate because we're, you know, first of all, it could be pizza, and that's pretty cool. And second of all, but I also think you never know what you're going to get with us, do you? That's true. I feel like it should be, like, not a normal, like, if you're going to have, like, a pi- I don't know if this is a thing because I don't eat hot pockets, but do they have, like, a pizza-flavored hot pocket that has, like, meat in it, like, yeah, besides, yeah. like, pepperoni because some like yeah. that's not a pie that or that's not a pizza that everyone likes you know that what i mean that would be the hot pocket supreme pizza yeah there's that thank you for knowing that <laughs> <laughs> hilarious well if you're like jim gaffigan he calls them diarrhea pockets <laughs> i've never had any gastrointestinal problems from a hot pocket yeah me either <laughs> um if it's burned your mouth then yes you have it has burned my it mouth. It has burned my mouth. Because I can never wait till it's done cooling. Sarah, oh what's goodness. Ravenclaw? Well, you though? never Do we know. like the Trivial Pursuit no, pie? I like that. I'm alright with that. I also said a, a mixed berry pie. Yeah. I like that too. That's good. With a crumble top. Because you get a little bit of different flavors, you know what I mean? A um, mixed berry pie with all a crumble like, top. 
Oh my god, my life has changed. I've never thought to put Crumble Top on anything but Apple. Really? All right, well, I expect a pie pie on on my doorstep. We should have a pie bake off. Greenhouse pies has them. They're so good. Let me know. Tiffany, I want you to bake us a pie for our feast. (laughs) (laughs) I'll buy you a pie. All right, next Hmm. question. You don't like pie crust, Megan. I like some pie crust, but I can't eat all of it. It was in your top 10. You don't like it. I mean, like, I don't. It's so good. I don't love it. It's so good. When you get the taste of the pie with that buttery, delicious, crispy crust. I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. I loved those Mm -hmm. top 10 dislike things that were going around Facebook. It was really funny to read some of them. Okay, excuse me. I said I was going to do that, and then Meg's like, why are you even spending time on this? And I said, because it's important, and I want to do it. She kept asking, she's like, what? It's something I don't like. And I'm like, I don't know. She wouldn't help me. (laughs) Things I I don't like. Slytherins. (laughs) Jeez, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) That's number one. My number oh, one my. was lettuce. Melted ice cream. Number two. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Go. hot fudge. Move on. Move <laughs> on. Carly asks, what skiving snack would you create? Um. Do you want to know what a really good one would be? Diarrhea. I don't know how you could name it, but nobody ever questions. Diarrhea. Nobody ever questions you if you said that you're having like intestinal issues. Like I've said this for years, everyone. Right. Like just be like, oh, my stomach is being kind of funny. And they're like, it's okay. Go home. No big deal. No, just say that I've been in the bathroom three times and I gotta go. Yeah. Um, Diarrhea. What's a good diarrhea candy? I would call it diabolical diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, look who showed up. What? (laughs) Womp rat underscore 2M. Who invited him? What did you just come into here? Um, A diarrhea darling. (laughs) Oh, my God. A diarrhea dum dum, like those dum dum lollipops. Yes, yes. <laughs> diarrhea dum dums. Got it. Goots. Oh jeez. A poopy popsicle. I don't know. Yeah. Poopsicle. Oh. Somebody come up with something else. What else could we make? <laughs> oh gosh. Diarrhea. Dis- diarrhea discharge. Oh. Yes. This is yeah, that's not okay. This that's not gross. okay. <laughs> Oh, gosh. A poopsicle. <laughs> I said this. <laughs> no one listens so to funny. me. Um, true. Uh, let's think of something not so severe. Just call it fudge. Oh, a, my God. A, a fatigue fudge. Oh, that's good. No, I guess there's I don't think fudge, that. Too you, tired. Just, you just can't keep your eyes open, you know? Next, for next, pooping next, because then you're like gonna be like, I'm not talking about, like, I wasn't oh, talking, about talking about like another one. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused. Oh, goodness. Next one. Oh, uh, Vinny, is Hermione wanting Ron's support a glimpse of them in their marriage life? Probably. A little. But, like, 
I think, I think that hopefully by the time she grows up that she's like, like, that's a lot to ask. Yeah. Like, she's basically having him choose between, like, her and her bro- his brothers. Right. And that's not, not choice fair. That to make. I also yeah. think that tensions are really high right now. And they're always kind of tense around each other in general. Um, so I think once they get together, I thought they were only in just... <laughs> What? All I hear is wheezing. We're going to call you Wheezing Ed from now on. <laughs> oh, God. I said I thought they were only in tents in the seventh book. <laughs> get out, yes. man. And in the fourth book. <laughs> oh, my God. At least they're magical. <laughs> so weird. So I was going to ask a question. Do you have any more, Tiffany or Megan? I have, whoever's two. Reading I have, them? Two, I have two more. Okay. So next is from Kelly. If you had to be a cat on Umbridge's wall, what type of cat would you be? A ginger. A I don't know. Grumpy. A naked cat. And my Are name all would cats be naked? Harry. Oh, you mean like no hair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maine Coon. I'll be a Maine Coon. Ooh, those are cool. Nice. What are those big ones? I would be a, a Maine tiger. Coon. No, the, they're ones that are actually our uh, beach body trainer has them. He has two of them. They're giant and they have like spots. Ocelot. No, Savannah. Savannah. Cat. Are they like you shouldn't own them privately kind of cats? No, they're Almost. domestic cats. Almost. Mm. They're crossbreeds. Cross. Mm. Um, last one is from Mia. Do you fancy yourself more of a danger noodle, a perilous sketty, or a hazard macaroni? <laughs> a perilous sketty. <laughs> I need you to be a perilous sketty. I like a hazard macaroni. That's pretty great. Because it reminds <laughs> me of macaroni and cheese, and that's good. Um, Not always. I like to think I'm a danger noodle. I do oh, also I? really like danger noodle. Yeah, everybody has to pick one. Oh, dude. Okay. Well, I'm going to be a perilous sketty. Yeah, that's what I want. We could be the same. I don't, not that I don't like spaghetti, but like if I was a danger noodle, I could be angel hair pasta because that's a noodle and that's my favorite kind. True. Do you guys ever have bucatini? No. Bucatini is know. so good. We just had it over the weekend. Such a good noodle. I recommend I'm like weird about pasta though. That's because I don't love all <laughs> pasta. Okay. <laughs> Try bucatini. Eh. What kind of what like how is it shaped? It's long, but it's like thick. It's I can't explain mm. it. Marty, Marty, See, Marty made it. I I that's why I like I love angel hair because it's like thin and like light, um, like a fettuccine noodle. Sometimes it's too thick for me. I'm, it's just like all right. I don't care for lasagna noodles at all. Aka, don't like lasagna. Sorry, I don't. Everybody I don't like lasagna either. I only like lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I only eat lasagna. My cousin, um, when, before she could really like say it, um, she <laughs> she would ask for laganga. Laganga <laughs> sounds it's like a Laganga dance movie. night. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what's yeah. your question? Well, I was going to ask about what pie are the houses, but I I want to ask a question about potatoes. Okay. Which way? You like you know how we talked about like how someone eats an ice cream cake means like what house <laughs> yeah. they're in so like what way do like the houses eat potatoes hufflepuffs like hufflepuffs anyway. don't care right yeah anyway <laughs> like they don't care 
boil you know, and mash them, put like them in Like, they're stew. hobbits in that way. I feel yes. like Slytherins, <laughs> Slytherins would kind of have to be a little sophisticated, so it would be, like, french fries with truffle oil. Oh. Or, like, a nice scalloped potato. I yeah. feel like that's All fancy. Gratin. Yeah. A yeah. scallop. Yeah. This is hard for me because I love pretty much all potatoes. Um, my number one favorite, though, is roasted in the oven with olive oil, and salt, rosemary. and pepper. Yeah, those oh. are so good. Guys, yeah. I just ate in the See, I'm like, starving, I feel cause... like the Ravenclaw would have something, like, sophisticated and intelligent. Like, a, like you said, like, a truffle oil with... Ooh. Um, Parmesan or something. You know what? The difference between the Ravenclaw and the Slytherin potato would be that the Slytherin potato would be called pomp frites. Yeah. See, I feel like the Ravenclaw one would be called pomp frites. I think the Ravenclaws would be like a twice baked potato. Yes. Yeah. Because it like steps up extra care. Right, extra care. You need to know how to do it and be skilled at it. Yeah. Or I like mean, a hassleback, where you like keep it oh. together, but you slice them really tiny and you bake it, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> I will take all of these. Or like, things. can we have a potato party? Yeah, guys, uh, we're gonna have to have a lot every, of parties every day. Oh my god, that's what we should. We'll do a like potato a potato feast? feast, and everybody has to like, we'll rate who has the best potatoes. And I so like Megan and Katie have to make like Megan has to make one, and Katie has to make one, and yeah. Tiffany has to go without Marty's help. And I make potatoes all the time. Potato. What kind oh of potatoes god. do you make? We have to do it in honor of roasted, Harry Potato. Which I, I can make. Yes, Harry yeah. Potato. Katie we're gonna have a Harry still Potato hasn't party. Gotten Harry Potato. Like, and I feel like if you're, like, a gross human, like a Peter Pettigrew, he probably microwaves his potatoes, like, to get a baked potato instead. You know what I mean? Like, he's that kind of human. Um, Okay, last one is name a noodle for your house. All noodles. No, what's this one? No, I wanted that one. (laughs) Actually, no, I have another one. Oh, what's this one? Rotini. Well, Rotini, because we're fun. I don't know noodles. Uh, well, Mia posted a guide for us in oh, Discord. Sorry. Where is it? Oh, geez. Okay. I would like I to feel think... like Ravenclaw might be... It would either be... No, maybe this is a Hufflepuff thing to be a ravioli, because you could put different things in it. Oh, that's good. I, I kinda... feel like a Ravenclaw might be... Um, one of those spirally ones or something so it can like catch extra flavor i think slytherins would be cavatelli because they're like they can't you can roll them out flat but then they spring back together into this little like spiral i love them they're so good if you think that different noodles don't have different tastes you're wrong but i also think like too (laughs) that people don't realize like um it truly, truly does make a difference when you cook with love than when you don't. It yeah. does. It does. Where are the little bow tie noodles in here? Oh, well, they're just called bow ties, so. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's what Gryffindor would be because they think they're special, but they just are okay. You're not being very <laughs> nice to me tonight, and I'm unsure why. Well, you I was going to say that Gryffindors are probably Penny. Oh, 
because they're boring. Oh, yeah. I hate penne. <laughs> I penne. It's I not it. like I only eat it when I have to. You know what I mean? Like, I don't buy penne yeah, pasta to same, ever eat. Same. Bar- yeah. What Brandon said in the chat. That's that's the bow tie. Say it. Try and say it. Barfele? Bar- <laughs> Did you get Harry Potato, Katie? No, I, I got Kawhi. <laughs> I got Kawhi. <laughs> I don't think that's how you say it. Kawaii. That's how you say it. Oh, what did he say? Hoffany he signed an eviction notice. <laughs> that was on the other day, and I was thoroughly enjoying myself I need to watching watch Shrek. Again, it's so good. Katie, Is that all the questions? Story? I did. I said one pulled up, and it went away. I'll pull one up. Don't worry. <clears throat> Don't worry. Oh, boy. What? Here, I got one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. This week's fan story comes from Deanna Blake. My name is Deanna. I am 35, almost 36 years old. What? Never mind. What? Is it Deanna or Deanna? Deanna. I'm sorry. Okay. They even pronounced it for me. My apologies. I was like, that's a really strange (laughs) pronunciation. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just started listening to your podcast and I finished The Sorcerer's Stone and I'm halfway done with Chamber. I wanted to share my Potter story. I, like so many others, didn't want to read it in the beginning because everyone else was reading it. But unlike many others, I was much older than the trio when it came out. My little brother is closer to that age. My my best friend loved the series from day one and kept telling me to read it. In 2005, when the sixth book was coming out and the fourth movie was releasing... I jumped on the bandwagon. She let me borrow the first three books and movies. She told me I had to read the books before I was allowed to watch the movies. Well, me not listening because the first chapter wasn't keeping me interested, I watched the movie, loved it, so I decided to give the books another try. I read the first book in a day and immediately went out and bought the paperback set of all five and had to wait until the sixth book was released. I went to the midnight release of the seventh book. I now have a six-year-old little boy who is becoming interested in magic and Harry Potter. He loved the movies but isn't ready yet for the length of the books, but we will be there soon. Also, I'm a proud Hufflepuff. Woo, 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 woo. My Patronus is a wildcat. That's cool. Ooh, that is super cool. My wand woo, is... Go wildcats! <laughs> wildcats in the house. <laughs> My wand is walnut. Sure, also <laughs> this wood type wasn't covered in the Felix file, so I wasn't sure if you had any information you could tell me about it. Hey, uh, mm. hit me up and I'll hit you back. Also, my son is a Ravenclaw. Thank you so much for doing awesome. your podcast. It keeps me sane at work while driving, cleaning, and other basic muggle things. Nice. Well, thank you, Deanna. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for your story. I'm glad your uh, your child is getting into it too. That's always fun. Yeah, I like that. A cool age. Passing it along. Yes. So I like cool. jokes. 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 I picked one out already. I already said a joke. They were intense in the seventh book. Sarah, that was your joke. This is my joke. Katie's got jokes. Technically, it's not your joke. Who wrote the book? Um, The book is written by Brian Boone and illustrated by Amanda Brack. So thank you, Brian Boone, for writing these jokes for Katie to claim as her own. You know what, Sarah? (laughs) I'm going to eat your twice-baked potatoes and you can't have any of them. That's all right. I'll give you my Twice baked potatoes because I love you, Katie. I love you too. Where does Professor Lupin live? I don't know, Katie. Where? In the doghouse. 
No, in a warehouse. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. close. <laughs> <laughs> Time. So good. All right. So good. So good. So good. In case you guys didn't know this already, you can find us on social media. <laughs> what? We're on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast. We also have a group called Swish and Flick Podcast Group. We're on Twitter at Swish Flickcast and Instagram at Swish Flickcasts. <laughs> you can follow your hosts, Katie and myself, on Twitter and Instagram at The Peaches Family. Um, you can follow. Tiffany on Stephanie. Stephanie on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore flick. And you can follow Sarah on Instagram <laughs> at O'Malley with three H's. We love doing stories on Instagram and sometimes we'll go live before the episode. So make sure that you turn on alerts so that you can join in on the fun. If you love this podcast and want to support us and be a part of it, you can join us on Patreon. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast and choose your support level. There are different levels that you can donate to us monthly from $2 up to $25. And it gets you different perks such as access to our show notes, access to discord. We do monthly hangouts. We have a box that we send out twice a year. Um, so thank you to all of our current patrons. We couldn't do this without you. And to all our listeners, you're amazing. Amazing. You're amazing, you are. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Thank you Tell for me, asking. Tiffany. <laughs> no, honestly, um, well, I've been posting more on my Instagram page, and this week I made an herb roasted pork, and it was really really good and then for leftovers we turned them into pulled pork sandwiches which was pretty good that sounds I also, amazing it was so so good and then I also have been missing Starbucks like a lot because it's not necessary for me to go there so I made my own frappuccinos at home caramel frappuccinos and they're really 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 good so it's super simple and I posted the recipe on my Instagram as well. What's up? So speaking of coffee, and it's a couple weeks now since this has all been like viral, but that whipped like whatever coffee has been mm-hmm. going around where like it's instant coffee, whatever. Yeah. So last week was the last week that my best friend, um, like before she started her job, so she was home. And so she kept making like this whipped coffee. Mind you, she's not a coffee drinker. But like she was talking to me the one day and she's like, well, I'm just sitting here like, I'm just sitting here making caramel. I go, for what? She goes, just to have caramel sauce. Because <laughs> she was making herself like, so if you don't know, like they would take, you take instant coffee and sugar and hot water, like equal in equal parts. So it's like two tablespoons of each. And you whipped it until it became like almost mousse-like. And then you would put it on top of um, milk or a non-dairy milk, whatever you drink your coffee with. Um, and then you have like a whipped iced coffee. But she added caramel saucers, which is what made me think of. And I was so bored last week that I wanted to try it, but we don't have instant coffee. Because they're like, oh, you should have all the ingredients at your house. I don't have instant coffee at my house. And I'm obviously not going to go and buy some. I totally bought instant coffee to try it. I put it in my last grocery order. We're going to try it soon. Can you make it? Can you put it on hot coffee? No. No. I don't think you can. Because it doesn't get the texture. 
then I don't want to be a part of so it. Well, this... fine, I'll drink it all. Well, uh, this escalated. guy made it, and he basically, he was like, he goes, I won't lie, he goes, this isn't good. It tastes like instant coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That's been, like, <laughs> sweetened. And then he tried it again with, like, a nicer, like, uh, independent coffee shop had made their own instant coffee. He goes, yeah, it's a better quality of coffee. He's like, but it's way too sweet. Um, I don't think I would like it, but I still want to try it. Because yeah. I've been influenced by people on um, Instagram. I don't know if I'll but also, like it like, either, it's a but lot I'm of intrigued. Like, do you yeah. literally just, like, eat the moose? Is that all it is? No, no, no. So this is, you take... You take two, like, two tablespoons of the instant coffee. Right. You take two tablespoons of sugar. And I think you could also use, like, a sugar substitute, like a stevia or a splendor or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I've seen people use blo- both white sugar and brown sugar. And then you put two tablespoons of boiling water. And you literally either whisk it, which uh, if you don't have a hand mixer, I, you can whisk it. It's just going to take you several minutes. Or you can use a hand mixer and you whisk it. Have it, like, whisk around until it becomes... Like, have you ever made, um, like, a meringue? Like, have you ever whipped, um, like, egg whites? So you want them to become foamy like a mousse. So it takes five to some minutes, you know what I mean, to do it. And then, like, if you guys... Like, for me, I don't put milk in my coffee. But even if I did, like, I prefer, like, an almond because it just is better for my stomach. So whatever milk products you are drinking, whether it's milk or a non-dairy milk, like almond, soy oat whatever you put that over ice and then you put the whipped coffee on top of it so it's your milk or non-dairy milk with ice and then the whipped coffee goes on top a little bit um but i think a macchiato is um espresso yeah because even like you can't do this with espresso like the guy was like they're they're the crystallization or whatever of the granules of instant coffee is what helps science-wise, make it moose, I believe. That's what this guy was telling me on this video. I'm gonna try it. Because I'm like, why can't I just do it, like, instead of adding the water, why can't I just do it whipping sugar and, like, an espresso together? The guy's like, it's not gonna work. Huh. But. Well, I will share it on my Instagram with everybody. Yeah. But Jen not only made the the whipped coffee, um, but she also made, like, from scratch, her husband a trifle. Because he's like, has to work in schools and he works in IT. So he had a stressful couple of days. And I was like, what the heck? I'm like, when this is all over, can I get a trifle? Like homemade caramel sauce, homemade brownies. Jeez. Dang. I'm like, I made a brownie out of a box. (laughs) Uh, So my last little bit of new news, because I actually have new things to share this week, kind of ties into Megan and Katie's as well. Yes. Um, so we all started a new workout program, Megan and Katie and myself did. And it's been a lot of fun, and my everything is sore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. same. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but in the best way. Yeah. So you guys can go ahead and talk about it a little more if you want. Um, so it's boxing, which is really fun. And I never would have guessed that you would get as much of a workout with boxing as you do. Like, it's so mm-hmm. satisfying. It also, like, cleared my head more than any workout I've ever done before. Same. I just, like, picture someone I really dislike whenever I'm punching. And it works really well. 
I'm like not. Oh one. my gosh. <laughs> I'm not one that can copy moves very well, like any dance workout I'm terrible at. Oh my gosh, she's struggled, but I've I helped did. her. But Meg helps me, and like having that extreme concentration on something just wipes my mind blank of absolutely everything else. Mm-hmm. So it's working out pretty good. And also, we've been playing Animal Crossing. Let's just get oh, that out yeah, of the open. Oh yeah, we have. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> add that in. We play again, not we. Okay, Megan and Katie and myself. <laughs> we play every single night. We play yeah. with our friend Carrie. Shout out to Carrie. Shout and out it has been so much fun. Oh my gosh, I'm like obsessed. I'm building the Slytherin common room in my house, so that's fun. Um, and I also have a kitchen, and I love my bedroom, and I have Slytherin robes, and I love it. I got really confused for a second. I was like, wow, Katie's letting you, like, make it all Slytherin? <laughs> <laughs> nope, she's not got her own house. Yeah, I just made an egg day, or a bunny day outfit. <laughs> I love the bunny day outfits. I'm not wearing mine until Sunday, though, for Easter, so. <laughs> I, put mine, I put mine on today because I wanted to wear it more than once. <laughs> I dressed up my character today and I put on really cute little green chinos and pumps and this little dressy shirt and she's got her little black hat on. She looks really cute. Oh my gosh. Guys. Katie, what are you doing? Same thing. Same thing, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Working out. Still trying Um, to fit in yoga when we can. Still Mm. trying to figure out home life because, you know... I st- even though I'm working at home, I still, like, clock out, and then I'm like, I just don't, I just want to do nothing, you know? Yeah. I don't want to do dishes, so still trying to find that balance, even with the change of atmosphere, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, other than that, it's fine. Being able to work out during lunch, though, has been, like, a game changer. It's been pretty great, and it helps me get through the rest of my afternoon, because I'm, like, pumped up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Salsa. Um, I'm literally doing nothing. <laughs> I work, um, which as of right now, it hasn't been, well, as of when we're recording this, it hasn't been crazy. I don't know what's going to happen from here. Um, it's just odd. But it's nice that I can at least get out of the house for like two days out of the week. Um, this is the last Thursday of my years in my 20s. Um, when this so episode I don't know. airs, you'll be 30. Sasa. I know. I'll be almost thirty. Um, I don't know. I'm. It's just been like weird, you know what I mean. And I'm sure everyone else is feeling that way. So like, I've been cleaning and rearranging my room and school and the podcast and and work and not going anywhere. Um, but I've gotten rid of a lot of things and bought new things. I got posters uh, hung up on my wall. Just my life, man. I will say. That, like, so, obviously, this is going to be coming out past my birthday, but, like, so I was supposed to spend my birthday in New Orleans, and, like, we had to cancel it, which is totally fine and understandable, but, like, with everything that's, like, been going on in the world, and, like, I come from, like, a family of, like, healthcare providers, basically, like, nurses, um, that, like, makes me, like, secure in what I want to do with my life, which is, I guess, a good thing, because not everyone has that, um, like, knowledge, you know what I mean? Like, there's still people that, like, struggle not knowing what they want to do. So I'm like, oh, well, at least I know I'm on the right path or feel like I'm on the right path, at least. Just took me a million years to get there. I wish I knew what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, but I don't, so. I know what you want to do. 
podcast and do freelance whatever you want yeah that's true <laughs> preach yeah but that's about it cool 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 i'm looking well, this... forward to better weather day sorry Tiffany, to interrupt no that's all right yeah, yeah better weather. honestly same it's snowed like four oh. times today and then it was sunny and then it rained and then it hailed and then it was sunny again and then it was cloudy and then it snowed it was ohio we literally had, like horrible horrible thunderstorms and uh, i don't like thunderstorms to the point where like yeah, i was bad. cowering under my pillows the other night because mm. they kept waking me up i don't like it i don't like it at all i'm like sam sam i am i don't like fried green <laughs> eggs and ham I don't like, like thunderstorms. They're not fried. <laughs> what the are they? Is. Uh, it just says green eggs and ham. I don't know. I think because I always say fried green tomatoes because I'll always ask Alana when she says no to everything. Because I'll be like, what do you want to eat for lunch? And she'll say no. And I'll be like, do you want fried green tomatoes? And she's like, no. Then I'll be like, do you want a million dollars? No. Fried green tomatoes are delicious. They are so yeah. good. Um, I like they're... a good tomate. There's a uh, construction going on at the house next door to us and it started hailing. And so they had to pack up cause they can't work in hail. And so you could tell it was like, just when they got done, it like stopped and the sun was out and it was so bright. And you could hear one of the guys through our wall. He yelled, I hate Ohio. And I, Marty and I looked at each other and we started laughing so hard. It was just so funny. It's so just typical. Oh, it, it really is. Yeah, it really is. All seasons but, in one day. Yep. Yep. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed but really, there's days where like you'd go, I'd go to work because I have always, pretty much for the most part, have always had to go in crazy early. So like I wake up at five thirty, um, to get to work, and I leave my house prefer preferably by six twenty to get to work. Not that it takes that long to get there, but just in case in the wintertime, I always like to have extra time. But, like, there's days where, like, it's 20 degrees when I walk in, so I'm wearing, like, my scrubs, and then I have, like, a sweatshirt, and then I have my coat. And then, like, I did that the other day, and I coming out, it was 70 degrees walking out of work. I was like, this is great! But also, like, I have so many coats I have to carry now. But it was beautiful out. I drove with my windows down. Loved it. <laughs> this was a really fun episode, so. I needed it. Yeah. Much needed. So I hope you all enjoyed listening to us, and I hope that everyone is taking care of themselves. Yep. That concludes that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice. <laughs> potato and it took a boomerang and she's just staring at it and the video's going like oh my my cat is so perfect right now I literally can't even know oh my god I'm sorry I had to say it he's so adorable we little face are we ready she were we little bits <laughs> You staying with mommy? He's staying. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> spatula. Spatula. 
Shout out to Ron Weasley. Okay, true friendship. 